A good friend of yours recently got engaged and you are thrilled. You know that you'll be in the wedding party and while you're excited about all the festivities coming your way, you know that your bank account is not exactly ready for all that's about to take place. And the very thought of telling everybody that you can't participate in some of these events has you nervous, embarrassed. And it seems to always go that way when you have to tell somebody no. It's a struggle to set a boundary with your friends, whether social or financial, without the anxiety around how it will make those friends feel. But is it inevitable that saying no will always be hard? In today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, I'm going to finally share with you a concept that I created called affirmative boundaries, because saying no is inevitable in any relationship. It's how we stay true to our values, our needs, our comforts and discomforts, but some of us aren't doing it in an effective way. So affirmative boundaries might be the answer. If you've been looking for ways to feel more confident in your no, then stay tuned. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. When I was 15, one of my first jobs was as a retail associate at Wet Seal. Come on, to my millennial listeners, I know you know what I'm talking about, and that just took you back, right? (laughs) You couldn't tell me anything. I was a a Wet Seal girl. I thought I was too cool, all right? So this is my first time working, very excited. And one of the things that I learned while working there was that we never say no to a customer because it cuts off an opportunity for a sell It makes them feel rejected and it sends them out the door. So we had to find ways around that. As an example, if a customer comes in and she says, hey, do you guys have any more of those blue fuzzy sweaters? I'm not going to say no, sorry, even though that truthfully is the answer. There are no sweaters for her here. But instead, I might say, you know, that was a popular item, so it sold out really fast. But based on your skin tone, you would look great in the pink one. And we have a few over here. Can I show you? Now, yes, in the context of this example, it's very salesy and the ultimate objective is to sell a sweater. But there is something we can take from that approach and apply to our friendships that will allow us to both preserve our personal integrity while maintaining connections with the friends. Because some of us are so scared of telling a friend no, either because we don't want to do something, because we can't do something. And so we do one of two things. We either say no, and then we feel really, really guilty about it, or we offer a no and it's very harsh, right? Or we say yes when we shouldn't, and now we're resentful, we're uncomfortable. And one solution to that might be offering affirmative boundaries. This is where I tell my friend no whenever she makes a request of me that's either uncomfortable or just not doable, but I end my statement with an uplift, something positive. No itself is a complete sentence. Some situations and some people call for you to give a very direct, unequivocal no, okay? But sometimes you might soften or buffer the sting of rejection by offering an affirmative boundary. The reason we do this sometimes is because sometimes when we're the recipient of a no and we get that rejection, we start to question the friendship. We question if she's mad at us. We wonder if she's as invested. We wonder if she cares. All the things. 
So this is a way of me asserting myself and what I'm comfortable with, with a very clear position while also reassuring you that you and I are good and our connection is strong. So let's look at some examples. I'll give you three examples. Let's go with the bachelorette example from earlier. If a friend asks you to attend her bachelorette and you're looking at how much it's going to cost and you're just like, God, this is just not doable for me. Well, we're not going to say yes and be resentful. We're not going to be super apologetic when we give her a no because, you know, we're not going to be ashamed of our financial situation. It's just a no. So we're going to give a no because we can't go, but we're going to end it on an uplift. Okay. So that might look like us saying, you know what? I'm actually not going to be able to swing it. I'm not going to be able to make this trip, but I'll tell you what, how about I Venmo the maid of honor and everybody's dinner on the first night is on me or everybody's first round of drinks is on me. Okay. If it's more of a financial issue, then you could say, you know, no, I'm not going to be able to make it that weekend. I'm so sorry. But I'll tell you what, when you come back on Monday, you come over, I'm popping a bottle of Prosecco and you tell me everything, every juicy detail. Okay, because I'm showing her that you and I are connected. We're good. Our friendship's good. There's no need to question anything. But the answer is no. And I'm not saying with an apologetic face. I'm not giving what we call meek speak, where you start to dilute your message by offering unnecessary over apologizing. We're not doing that. It's a firm and direct no, but it also offers something that reassures the person you and I are good. Let's give the example of, let's say you're hanging out with friends and it's going a little late and at this point you want to be home in bed and you're tired, but you have your friends like, girl, come on, we never go out. You always go home early. Kind of, you know, they're starting to guilt you a little bit. And instead of saying, okay, I'll stay and then regretting it later or saying no in a really fiery, harsh way because we're anxious. So we're like, no, I can't stay out. Okay, we're not doing all that. But you might say, no, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night, but I'm really looking forward to our hangout next Friday. It's going to be such a good time. Okay. So that's you giving like a, no, I'm not staying out late. And man, I can't wait for next weekend. It's that simple. Or I might say, no, I can't stay out. I know I'm really, really tired and and I'm trying to do better about, you know, resting, but I am going to call you on Sunday so you can tell me what y'all get into. Cause I know you're about to get into some mess. So call me with the details on Sunday. Okay. It's not apologetic, it's offering a no, but it still reassures this person that you and I are still good. And I'm not offering anything that will overextend me. I'm still comfortable with it and it's still a way to show up for my friends, okay? One example I'll give you in a non-friendship way, and Lord knows I'm definitely not a parenting expert. (laughs) But one way that this works in my home as just like a general practice is I notice that when I give my son a no, and we have to say no to toddlers a lot, it almost causes even more friction because there's almost like there's something that happens in his brain to even hear no, right? That rejection makes you defensive. It makes you combative. So one common thing is for him to ask for multiple snacks at night, even though he knows you get one snack before we brush your teeth, right? So mama, can I get another snack? When I was saying no, no, okay, no, it was fiery and it escalated things to the next level. So what I started doing, and this is not all the time, but sometimes I'll offer him a, Oh, baby, you want another snack? Okay, so you must be really hungry. I hear you. You know what I'm going to do is as soon as you wake up, I'm going to make sure you get your breakfast right away because I know your tummy's hungry, okay? The subtext is you are not getting a snack right now. The answer is no. But in the messaging, I'm showing him, I hear you. I'm with you. And here's the form of a yes that I can offer. Take it or leave it. And I think a lot of us would stand to benefit from you know, exercising that practice and our female friendships when we have to say no, sometimes, but also be prepared with that firm no 
with a period on it when the situation calls, okay? (laughs) All right, so as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework, listen closely. I want you to think about the most recent request that was made of you from a friend, a request where you wanted to say no. And I want you to think about your response. Did you say no in a very harsh, very sharp way that left the need for repair after or caused a little emotional sting? Did you say yes, even though you didn't want to? Or did you give a no that you super apologized for? It was dripped in regret, right? Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I know, I know, but I can't. Sorry, you know, we're not doing any of that. I want you to think about how things might have been differently if you had offered an affirmative boundary. And it's just something I want us to get practice with because eventually it'll flow off the tongue naturally. And I think if we get a little more comfortable and equipped with our affirmative boundaries, our affirmative no's, then it will help us to preserve our personal integrity while also maintaining connection in the friendship. If this is something that you've been personally struggling with, I'd love to help you through it. You can book a personal session anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com or come talk to me about it over on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson or talk to our team at Friend Forward on Instagram. And until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.